Yeehaw! Welcome to Season Quest Cosmos. I be Merry December, played by Charlie. And Troy is leading us as the DM, and Lucy and Tom are here too, with each of their own crazy kooky characters. We are. So you go up, you soar higher than any of you have ever been. You look down and you can see Halfling Village, you can see. Cool Land, the capital of all affinity, where Queen Serena once ruled. You can see the little Mudman village, where a whole court of mud people have been keeping guardianship over the city. And as you fly up, you can see little glimmers of light that imply maybe that's where the other disciples are living. You see the other continents. Places you've never explored or been to. You've never even heard rumours of what could be in those places. And then, all of a sudden, you stop skyrocketing up towards the sky. And you're in space. You're there. You are among the stars and in the cosmos. And that's the end of the season. (laughs) That's it, guys. You're no longer infinity. You're in infinity that surrounds finity. Ah, uh, you know, since I wanted to leave the old life behind, I guess this is the best possible way. You know, space <laughs> can't go much no. further than that. I hope you did all your research and like checked the TripAdvisor and Yelp reviews <laughs> of space before you went. Dude, it has so many stars. <laughs> Less by the week, I hear. Yeah, it's going downhill since previous management took over. Previous ma- new management—that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I understand this season's called Cosmos, but I just didn't think we'd get into space so quickly. <laughs> this rules. I'm like, well, we're going to be here for a little while. Does anyone want to play a quick game of uh, of dice? Oi, I could be tempted. Sweet, yes, I bust open but... my gambling set. Not a gambling man, sorry. Oh, come on. Enough, Maybe it'll ra- raise morale among the troops and uh, together we could all have a lovely little game and get to know each other a little bit better. Do we have low morale? No, but just to build teamwork and team uh, etiquette and ethics and whatnot. Tell you what, instead of betting money, the the loser could maybe, I don't know, share a secret, tell us a story, keep us entertained as we travel. Let's do that. That sounds fun. That's my (laughs) kind of gambling. And then Rucksack turns to the other two. We could also bet money as well. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't have a lot of money. I've only got what I got from the bond, so... (laughs) Getting stories is so cute. <laughs> I do quite enjoy trading tales. This rules. <laughs> how, we, how are we gambling? I've got a gaming set, and I've got proficiency in said gaming set, so I'm good at using it, but I'm guessing that just means I can, like, what, I guess we could re like, roll a couple dice, and then I, maybe I could re-roll one since I have proficiency or something? How do you want to do it, Troy? Oh, damn, I kind of hoped that you had a um, dice game I've got a game. prepared. I've got a game. I've got a game. So you roll 4d6, and you're trying to match as many of the d6 as possible. Yahtzee, but like simple. Nice. Yeah. In that case, Tom, if you want, you can have 5d6, and you can get rid of one. Sounds good. All right, are you ready? We're going to roll our dice. Should the second part be, like, it's whoever has the most matching wins, but then the tiebreakers, the higher the number. Yeah, I would Ooh. say I would say it's kind of like poker where you're looking at it like pairs good, threes good, fours perfect, but like higher number is better. Yeah, so I got sense. two fours. Ooh, I got two threes. I got a four, a two, a one, and a five. Ooh. You fucked it. <laughs> Little rucksack, he rolls three fours and a three. <laughs> oh. Damn. Oh, it looks like the master of the dice is little old Rucksack, eh? <laughs> okay, well that means you get to ask Mary a question. Oh, alright, um, Mary December. And he looks at the, um, bugbear. What? Like, is that, nope. is that your, your Mary December? No. Oh, the other one? That, yeah. That'd be me. I'm, I'm Spriggs Gently. I'm Spriggs Gently. Oh, right. I'd be Mary. The, the, the human man. Yes. Well, why don't you tell us about, um, your first... Summer festival, like your first ever memory of the summer festival. I, I remember I was a little lad, and me mother said, uh, take your sister out to the summer festival, and uh, win her 
something so she'll stop being upset. She was a bit sick that day. Um, so I go out to the festival with sister in hand in tow, and I go to the give me a moment to think, Lucy, cut this out. Uh, no. <laughs> I get myself onto the... Fuck. Okay, hold on. Hook a duck. That's a game. Never been so good at telling the stories, eh, <laughs> Mary? <laughs> I I go to the the floating duck game, uh, and we have to we have to pick the specific duck that's the that wins the prize. I pick up the duck, and I look at the number, and I look the guy straight in the eyes, and I say, "Well, I've done it. I've won." And I put the duck back, and <laughs> lo and behold, he believes me, and just gave me the prize. And that's when I knew Aww. I had skills in navigation. <clears throat> Navigating what? Navigating social situations. It's. I still think it's cute because it was for your family. Oi. You know what they say, sometimes the murkiest waters are the truth, and navigating those, well, that takes a really experienced and accomplished seaman, doesn't it? Oi, don't call me that. Experienced? Sailor. I'm a sailor, not a seaman. I mean, it's been 28 years. I'd say you're a pretty experienced seaman, Charlie. You've grown up. <laughs> 29 do, years do, now. No. No. 33 years now. Ah! <laughs> he just gets older and older with every moment that passes. Um, bad news. That's just how it happens. <laughs> you see, we're closer to a black hole, so time's slowing down. Wait, no. We're travelling further from... Or to, uh, yes. Yes. Do we want another... another Another round, or do we keep going? Yeah, yeah, go on. We'll have one more round. Do I still remember that? Just checking. Yeah, you remember that event that you just described. Okay. I got six, three, four, five. I got two pair. I have a pair of ones. I also have a pair of ones. I have two fours and two sixes and a five. So that's that's runs, two pair, and they're also high highest numbers. Charlie, no pairs. No pairs. Or did they all connect? Did they all run? Three, four, five, six, yeah. Ooh, I feel well, like I runs might be that. higher than ones. Yeah, I would say runs is probably the highest possible you can get. If you can get a run of four. Yeah, I'll allow it. So I got two pair, but I would say a run is better than than that. That's that's the that's the full house. Okay, Mary, mm-hmm. you get to ask the question and you can ask me and Rucksack a question if you want. Oh we yes, both lost. go on. Okay. Spin me a yarn. Tell me a tale of the time where you find your true first loaf. Oh, after your rucksack? Oh, right. Well, <laughs> so one time, right, I was at a party, yeah? <laughs> I saw this bird, and she had man fucking titty. <laughs> Sorry. 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 He rucksack isn't that kind of guy. So embarrassed. So immediately. <laughs> Because I said Ming fucking titties. <laughs> it, I, I suppose I, I'll go first. Um, well, it was a lovely summer's eve. I went down to the Galoo Lagoon and um, I was hanging out on the beaches there and I was looking out and I saw the most beautiful maiden. She had long orange hair. She had eyes that glistened green as the coral underneath the waves. And oh, she was a beauty. She sung a beautiful song all about shells and how shall be coming around the mountain and it was a beautiful song and I didn't quite understand it but it drew me closer and I I I I waded out into the water to see her and as I approached I well I was pulled under and I, I managed to escape though my friend Rod pulled me out and he, he claims that it was a siren but Oh, I know what I saw. It was the most beautiful three-quarterling lady. I I never forgot, and I went down to the ocean to see her many times, and I never did see her again, but I did dream of her. That That's how I met Terra the Unicorn, you see. I, I, I pursued Terra and asked her to please show me my dream girl again and again, and every night for five years I saw her in my dreams, and we shared meals, and we fell in love, and... I know Terra was right, and Rod was right, obviously. It, it, it was a siren and a, or a figment of my imagination, but 
Oh, it, it really was love at first sight, I I promise you. Oh, it kind of reminds me of that animatronic statue they had outside of Fishy's Fish Shack that they discontinued because it kept accidentally drowning people that went too close to it. Um, but it probably <laughs> wasn't that. It does sound no, exactly it, like it, though. Yeah, yes, it, it does sound like that, I suppose. But no, I, I wasn't in love with the animatronic, no. <laughs> Sorry, you're telling me we don't have trains in this world, but we have animatronics. They're re- yes, relatively yeah. simple to build. Just yeah, gears. I would say I would say an and animatronic a is a lot simpler than a train. I yeah, but I'm gonna say trains were invented first. You're not here. <laughs> Look, there are Depends magic the... users in this world, Lucy. I'm sure with magic they could make an animatronic. Don't know about these so-called trains of yours though. <laughs> As a dragonborn, maybe you'll introduce trains. Maybe you'll be how to dragonborn your train. <laughs> it all clicked. <laughs> that rules. I, You said that, I felt like physically ill from trying to put it together. I was like, he's saying something funny, I know it's there, I'll have to find it. And I did. You did. Go, go on, tell us about your first love. I don't have as intense and of a story is that um i guess my first love was always cooking i've been doing it my you know for a very long time yeah there's been moments where i was like this is something i can do i think the moment where i was like this is everything i want to do was the first time i created my own recipe and i'll i'll make it for everyone you know sometime the most perfect perfect pastry it just somehow always tastes like home you know what i mean yeah that's beautiful oh I'll, I'll make it sometime you guys are gonna love it oh i'm very excited spriggs do you want to spin us a yarn of any kind before we go no <laughs> i think i'm all right i um i'm not one for stories to be honest especially not personal ones what about an impersonal story why don't you tell us a story about what do you think's happening to the stars, Spriggs? I reckon uh, some some pricks probably going and popping them or something, you know? Breaking all the lights in the sky, blowing them out, whatever. I don't know. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, that that's a lovely idea. I like the idea of the man who goes around putting out the stars. Yeah. So are we going to have to kill somebody? or? I hope not. It, it, it's hard to say. Terra, Terra is very good at being very vague. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Terra is very good at killing people. <laughs> Oi. Uh, what be our first heading? Well, we're going to go to the largest of Finity's moons, Falsity, and we'll see if that man in the moon rumour is true, and then we'll hopefully be on our way now that we're a bit closer to the stars. And for the first time, you take a proper look around the ship you're in. I'll get you all to give me a yeah. a good old perception check slash investigation if you'd like to. Five? Oh, no. Sorry, no. Eight? Sorry, no. Three. Ten? Sorry, ten. Ooh, ten. okay, okay. It's getting better, it's getting better. Seven. Twenty-three. Holy shit. <laughs> I put expertise on my perception, and now, because of my goggles, I have advantage as well. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you I got... Do expertise. Are you part bard? Yeah. Oh, we've talked about this, haven't we? Yeah. You love playing a character that's a bard, but it's a secret. (laughs) Charlie, you would love Hannah Montana. (laughs) But this time, it's the the bard is the public persona. Damn, someone has the best of both worlds. (laughs) Hannah Montana, when she's done performing... Turns into an undead monstrosity. <laughs> <laughs> Spriggs and Chef Hands, you two look around the ship and it seems to be a large metal tubular kind of shape. There's chairs, there's all of the kind of like safety clasp cupboards that you need to be able to put things in and they're not going to fall open. You are all strapped in at the moment, but you do feel that weightlessness that if you were to unstrap your harnesses, you would be moving about the cabin freely and not in a aeroplane has safely allowing you to walk around kind of feeling but more of a less gravity Space. i do that immediately <laughs> good i want to be 
light. <laughs> R- Rucksack also unclips his harness and he quickly cartwheels off to one side with a little this is a good one this is oh I've never felt anything like it this is the best ever now birthday boy married December you seem to be getting a lot of good roles good presents and good things happening it seems to be all about you this episode it's my birthday your birthday <laughs> and as you look out through one of the little portholes you are able to see coming straight towards you a large meteor and it looks like it's going to make direct contact with your ship in about three minutes' time. And you, uh, all you can hear is the joyful little of Rucksack as he bounces around the ship. Okay. Uh, uh, Rucksack, where be the wheel? Nah, the wheel? Oh, well, I, I believe if you press the red button, the, the wheel should appear or some sort of handle controller that you'll be I able to press use. press the red button. And the controls appear. It is a... Like a large... It, it is like a... Hmm, I'm trying to describe the... It has got two handles. You can push it forward. You can pull it back. You can twist it a little. It's not quite like a ship steering wheel, unfortunately. So it's kind of like a yoke. Yes. All right. Am I... Did I have to, like, unbuckle to go over to that? Uh, you should be able to reach it from where you're sitting. Okay. Make sure you're buckled, folks. Uh, this is going to be an evasive maneuver. And I just, like, yank the yoke. How, how quickly you... between you warning them and clicking the button is there? Um, like two seconds. Oh, I'm going to have to get either an acrobatics or an athletics check from the other three right. to try and get back into your seats. I'm still strapped into my harness. Oh, you're still strapped so in? I'm you're chilling. safe then. Spriggs is not the kind of guy who gets up and has fun. <laughs> <laughs> Five. Yeah, and I got a three as rucksack, so those aren't very good. We might have to take a bit of damage as the ship suddenly lurches forward with an acceleration that we weren't expecting. Mary, (laughs) what are you doing? And as I'm as I'm pulling the yoke, I'm like, that's gonna hurt a lot less than that meteor would have. Rucksack took five damage. I took four. Mary, hey, do you need help with anything, or are you? Just, you're fine on your own. Just getting us out of harm's way. Yeah, for sure. I go to look out the window. I'm like, where's the, where was it? Charlie, I'm going to get you to roll something to do with, you know, your driving and seeing if you can. It could be performance, potentially, maybe. There is driving checks. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, which is just you roll, and then if you're proficient in it, you add proficiency. As a sailor, I'm proficient in nautical vehicles, but uh, does this count as well? Oh, that's hard. See, it is a ship, and I, I, I feel like you should be able to. So what I'm going to do is I've got a yes or no coin here that I'm holding up, as you might see, Charlie. I've got a uh, yes yeah. or no coin, and I'm going to flip that, and I'm going to tell you whether your boat expertise is going to translate into spaceship expertise. should have just taken that performance. I have a plus nine to that. It says yes. Yay! Uh, so that's 19... Plus four with my proficiency. Oh yeah, not only do you lurch forward past, out of harm's way of this meteor, you manage to pull off a sick little like loop-de-loop as you head towards falsity. I pull the handbrake and screech in space somehow. (laughs) And as you do, one of the compartments above Spriggs gently falls open and a large locket falls down into his lap. Oh, um, I open it up. And inside is a picture of you, Spriggs. But like a candid picture, like a portrait. Like it's somebody has painted a portrait of you. You're not looking into it or smiling. It's just you looking off into the distance. Can I check the rest of the thing to see if there's anything else like this? The rest of the thing? Like the rest of the compartment? Yeah, sure. Where the locket fell from? You can investigate. I want to see whether or not... This is something that I should be concerned about. Um, I'm going to get you to do uh, it with... Investigation. Disadvantage, though, because you're currently harnessed in. Well, I would just unclip my harness to check Troy, you fucking okay. prick. Yeah, I'll allow it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I'll allow it. Please don't hit me. <laughs> so just normal? Yeah. Regular dice? And that was investigation? Yeah, sure is. A three. Oh. You actually lose the lock that you're holding <laughs> while you look. Yeah. I think you pop the locket down beside you and you start opening up other compartments and you don't find anything else like 
related to you or to the other crew members. There's nothing else you spot that is unusual in any way, shape, or form. Everything else you're looking at, you're like, yeah, those are probably the chef's equipment. Those are probably some backup rations and whatnot there. So, so you said it was a painted photo? Yeah. Okay. You do still have Did, the uh, rocket. You haven't lost it. Um, a uh, rucksack, mate. Yeah, yes. Did you, um, did you pack a uh, picture of me in here? Uh, n- no, I've, I've not seen you before today, sir. Mary? Hey, did you pack a picture of me in the ship? No. And when you hold it up to Mary... I can't have been the chef. Mary, you see inside the locket, not a picture of Spriggs, but a picture of yourself. <laughs> and you can see, like, in, in, in it's a, you know, the two halves of the locket. The picture's mm. only in one half. But you can see your hand reaching out of frame as if it's holding someone else's hand, but that's that second no. half of the picture's not there. Uh Spriggs there, you you be mistaken. That's uh that's a picture of me, that is. Yeah, I think I would know the difference between a bugbear and a human, you fucking dickhead. Why? Sorry, that was very rude. What's well, on the hover and I and I come over to have a look. Picture of me in a locket. And as it turns towards you, you see yourself in your chef's hat cooking away at some sort of meal again not looking into the not not face forward it's not a portrait of your face it's just a image of you doing your daily activity do i recognize like when it would be from no just kind of a general kitchen general feel about it familiar yet um, unfamiliar hmm i that's looks more like me i'd say well i mean okay i'm is. gonna say this again Dragonborn, human, bugbear, we're all very visually distinct. And I'm pretty sure you don't have fur. I'm pretty sure right, you don't have Unless you haven't scales. shaved in a while, Mary. I think... It's me. It's clearly me. I'm going to throw it out there. I think we're all seeing ourselves in it. Because stuff is magic. What's this? On this planet. Oh, the look it. A what? A look it. A look it? Yes, okay. if you look inside the look it, you see one of your memories. Aye. That's so cute. What was my memory that I saw? It was you wandering through the woods. Okay. Was I scruffy or was I normal? You were pretty scruffy. Okay. Interesting. I try to close it and reopen it to see if it shows a different memory. Yeah, sure. And it does. It does. Yeah. This time you Magic. can see yourself up on a cliff top looking out over in, over waves in the distance. But again, it's not like of your face. This time it's from behind you, like looking over your shoulder almost. Yeah, I'm not, not sure if I like this. It's um, a bit perverse. <laughs> An unusual little thing, that one. I'd keep it on us. You never know when it might show you a memory you've forgotten. <laughs> I love right. it. Can I? I put it in my pocket. <laughs> okay. You didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, so I got told I should keep it. Okay. In my front pocket, just next to my uh, sprig of dried thyme, which <laughs> is my good luck charm as a gambler. Now, we should probably prepare ourselves. I can see... Falsity is coming up right here. We're going to be landing any moment. Um, hopefully we can find the man in the moon and everything will be swell and we'll be able to. And as you all look out, you can see Falsity, the largest of the three moons. In the distance, you can see Tibber, the smaller moon. And the tiniest moon, Hannah, is doing a figure eight around them. Mm. I suppose I should put my trade table up. Rucksack, could I pull you aside for a second, mate? Um... I just want to ask you a question. You can give it a go. There's definitely not, like, a private area aboard the ship where the others won't be able to hear us. We'll just go into a corner and whisper. I think that'll be fine. Oh, all right. It's not, like, urgent, urgent. I just I just don't really want to, you know, get everyone all worked up. No, that's fair enough. Uh, I guess we should prepare for landing, team. I'll just go speak with Briggs, Briggs quickly. Oh, yeah. Headphones off? No, no. I pull them aside and I'm like, G'day. Um, hey, rucksack mate. This man in the moon we're meeting. Yes. Is this someone we're going to have to, you know, get into a fight with? Look, I... Because I'd really rather not. No, that's f- fair enough. I, I couldn't really tell you, unfortunately. Nobody's really seen this man in the moon. He's rumoured to still be up there. Like, many, 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 many years ago, they saw him up there in his little throne. But nobody's seen him since then. And anyone who's asked... I've heard the stories. Yeah, yes, you have. Yeah, well, I mean, I live here, so I hear a lot of the stories around. That's um, fair enough. And you I'm just, you know. Do live close to the Windrow Woods, and everybody knows the greatest storytellers come and go from there. So 
I wouldn't be surprised if you heard yeah. of the man in the moon. Listen, Rucksack, I just, um, I just want to know what to expect, you know, oh. from this sort of thing. We've been all thrown into this whole affair, and we don't even know what we're really going to get into. So, no, I just need you to be honest with me here. Well, if I could be honest with you, sir, I would. I, I don't know much more about it than you do. I, I know that the stars are gone out, and we've got to figure out how and why, and... Hopefully, when we get to Falsity, that's where I'll be able to refuel the ship. We'll be able to head back off. I've got the excess fuel in the back of the ship here, so I'll be able to stock us back up. We can keep going towards the nearest star that's out, I'm thinking. All right. Well, thank you very much, Rucksack. I'll, um, I'll leave you to your business, and we can we can go land no. the plane. I mean, the ship. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, sir. The ship lands safely. Well... Um, I'm going to have to start refueling the ship, but if you want to have a look around, um, to do feel free, I'm not going to stop you. This isn't our final destination, of course, but um, look, if you want to go hunting for the man in the moon or get yourself a little souvenir, I'm not going to stop you. I mean, this is this is the biggest moon affinity, of course. Oh, so I want a moon rock. Yeah, moon rocks. Moon rocks rock. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... I'm gonna focus on finding this man in the moon. I reckon he's um, he's probably pretty cool and important, and cool and stuff. I run out. <laughs> Same. Oh, can we breathe? <laughs> I don't need to. Great question. I will get everyone to roll survival unless uh, Ch- Ch- Charlie, you don't need to. Cool. <laughs> I. Do you actually not need to? No, I have um from from my um from my warlock part um yeah, my form yeah, of dread cool, cool. uh, makes it so that I don't have to. Breathe or eat. Survival rolls from the other two. Ugh. I have the worst dice. Seven. You're going in jail. Did you? Sorry, you rolled a seven. Yeah. Is that with your, with your pluses and minuses and stuff? Yeah. Plus one, so an eight. This is the exact same like playing Mario Kart with you. You'll be like, oh my goodness, I came in second. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And I'll be like, I'm an eight. Lucy, a seven is by all metrics a failure. I rolled a one. <laughs> oh. You're bad too. But uh, wisdom, so five total. Oh, nice. Okay, so not, not as bad as I thought. Still awful. Yeah, that is true. I, I'm, ge- I'm gonna have to get you to roll a d100. Okay. <laughs> as you suffocate and die. It's how many seconds I've got left to live. <laughs> uh, 52. Oh. Hey, Lucy, I'm going to need you to make a wisdom saving throw against your spell save DC if you have one. Do you? Wild magic on the moon? So, I have uh, proficiency in this, but my spell save DC is 16. So we'll see. I rolled a 9. Oh, so you fail? 16. Yes, I do fail. Hey, Lucy, for the next one minute, you've been polymorphed into a wolf. Yay! <laughs> this is the best. I'm thrilled. I love being... I'm just sprinting around. Be she a druid? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's just like a thing that, you know, she could normally do. Just I'm shaking my head at them. Sort of, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Um, just wolf be shaking... I chase my tail. Shaking her head and chasing her tail. Obviously, Spriggs, you and... Yeah. Um, you know, she... magic's new to me and I'm a bit... Oy. bit lost and confused with it all. Spriggs and Chef, neither of you rolled well for your survival, so you are actually going to topple over each other out of the ship, like you both try and go out the door at the same time, you stumble, Chef turns into a wolf, you know, the <laughs> usual things that happen when you both try and go through a door at once. But it's it's breathable for them here? You're sure using is. the ice and chaos table. Yeah, maybe. I've cracked your code, little mistress. <laughs> mistress? Yeah, Tom this and I are secretly time. together. Shh, don't tell Sam. Or Ryan. Oh my god, they kind of rhyme. Sign and run? Yeah, I, when, when I picked up Troy's keys from his uh, mailbox, I also picked up uh, three Polaroid photos of Troy naked. <laughs> um, and then I returned them to Troy. Yeah, thank you. A couple days later. Very nice. Lightly used. <laughs> the three of you can breathe on the moon. Nice. Can I just say lightly used feels very similar in vibe to Spriggs gently. <laughs> Perception. I, uh... Oh, no. Perception. Yeah. No, 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 no. I got a seven. I am rolling, like, hot garbage. Yeah, but that's just some I rolled sexy, a two. sexy trash. I got a 27. 
Oh, damn. <laughs> Eleven. Does it rely on smell or taste? No. Well, why do I bother? Still eleven. <laughs> Great. Well, the three of you can see that the surface of the moon. You're on it. You're able to bounce around. You can see, you know, you're. It, it's not inhabited by the look of it. You don't see people. You don't see buildings. Nothing like that. However, you do see a lot of bones on the surface of the moon. A large battle happened here. There is minotaur bones. There are dragon bones. And seeing those dragon bones... Chef, you're in two minds about the whole thing. One, as a dragonborn, you're feeling a connection with them. And as a wolf, well, as you're a, feeling it, hunger towards eating the bones. <laughs> I just However, kind of sit and I'm looking at the bones, like, wide-eyed, trying to make a choice. Can I pick up one of the bones, I look at it, and I'll throw it over to the side, like, just, you know, to toss it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Whoosh, I go and get it. <laughs> but Good. it's going a lot further than usual because it's low gravity. <laughs> I'm imagining you running back and being like, <laughs> like to get me to take the bone back and I'm not yeah. having it. So I, yeah, I've, I sprint back with it in my mouth and then I turn back into a dragonborn. <laughs> <laughs> How undignified. <laughs> right, you're down on all fours on the moon with a bone in your mouth of either a minotaur it's- or a dragon. It's undignified, but honestly, Hans is just happy to be, you know, like, Hans will always take a good experience over, like, being a bit normal. <laughs> I, I sort of, like, jump float by you as you're taking the bone out of your mouth, and I'm like, thinking of making a broth, are ye? It's kind of always on my mind, but I don't want to do it out of things that I'm related to. <laughs> and I feel like... Although dragons, you know, dragonborn, obviously, a lot of close resemblance. In vibe, I'm very similar to Minotaur. So, I don't think I want this broth. Especially that Peepers. Ah, loved her. I kept hopping away. Love (laughs) Peepers. I feel like we're going to have a very strained relationship this season, (laughs) John. And and as you continue hopping, and I take it Spriggs and Chef will probably try and catch up. You, I absolutely am, yeah. Yeah, continuing, trying to look for any sign of life or something interesting to take back onto the ship with you. Looking back, you can see Rucksack is loading more fuel onto the ship and he's wiping at his brow and he's hard at work. And around you, you can see all sorts of like beautifully shaped and sized and coloured space rocks that you could choose from. And over in the distance, you can even see... What looks like a large stone throne facing Boy. away from you. A stone's thrown away. Feast your eyes on this, Mary. A chair. And I'm like... Uh, Acknowledge my joke. Ha ha ha. I didn't hear it. A, stone a stone's thrown away. thrown away. Oh, yes. Good. And I, I pick up a, a relatively shiny looking rock, put it in my pocket, and beeline it for that, for that throne. Yeah, I'm just... I'm following... So as the three of you approach the stone throne, the mountains of bones get higher as you approach. It's ominous. It is spooky. It's eerie, and you don't like it. And I'm not you too round... bothered by it. Oh, okay. Sorry. I fucked myself in. <laughs> as you round the corner and look into the throne <laughs> itself, like it. there's not, nothing sitting there. Nobody there. Hmm. However, in the throne is a large carving of an owl. That's it. Yeah, I uh, I go. So the man on the moon that they're talking about is just a fucking statue. Yes. Right. Seems like they carved this during the Minotaur War. Can I sit on the throne? I'll allow it. How does it feel? Nothing happens. Mm. How does it feel, Troy? It it feels cold to the touch. It it feels pretty solid and rocky. Um, I'll get you to roll a religion check. Sure thing, chicken wing. Oh my fucking god, can I roll higher than a 7? I got a 7. <laughs> Total. Is, is, and that's with your bonuses? That's with my bonuses. I'm... I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> I... I just call out. I'm like, hello? Anyone there? Nobody... We're, just, we're no, visiting. Nobody answers you verbally. And nobody answers you, Tom, spiritually. While you're sitting there, you feel no different. You feel nothing about this chair is in any way extraordinary. You feel no connection. You do not feel as if this was yours in another lifetime. 
I grab <laughs> poor Tom. I grab three of the lighter looking bones because I don't have a very high strength at all, and I mm. I um I start juggling them, but like with with moon gravity, so they go very high up. And, and you've Impressive. got longer to catch them as well. Yeah. Roll a little performance check there. I got a uh, seventeen. Your extremely high rolls for the stupidest shit while Tom <laughs> sitting there like unimpressed with his religion roll. Yeah, you do it, and it looks so cool. You can see the others a bit confused by the fact nobody's answering and why this throne is sitting there, but you, you're throwing bones, and you're having a good time. Mm. It's nice to be able to throw this hard. I climb up on top of the throne to see if I can get a better, like, perspective, mm. and have, mm. like, another, like, big look around. Yeah, go on, roll a perception. That is my second nat one of the day I fall off the throne <laughs> you do and then I'm going to get you to roll a d100 cool back to wolf form with you yes <laughs> make me a dog 96 Oh, way Good up number. there you get shot in the head that's so funny <laughs> that's so funny I'll get you to make do a wisdom saving throw against your spell save dc cool I, I don't. 14 total. Uh, yeah, you, you are transformed into a sheep for one minute as if by the polymorph spell. <laughs> I just, I kind of walk over to you guys, and I'm not as excited this time, because this is, I am prey. <laughs> just, I'm the literal prey for what I was. Yeah, I'm pretty know, sure the, the cow was supposed to jump over <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Can I talk? I, I, I'll try. I, I I don't believe so. No, I don't think so in the spell polymorph. I just I I, I go bah, and then I just I realize <laughs> I can't talk, and I just have a sad little sheep face. Sad little sheep um, face. Real quick, just gonna dedicate a second to do my absolute amazing sheep voice. Ready? Three, two, one. Bah, bah, bah. That's beautiful. What do we think? Yeah, I liked it. I was convinced it was a real sheep. I wasn't. I saw his mouth move. <laughs> that was a real sheep. I actually uh, was lip-syncing. Tom, I'll get you to roll religion again. And Charlie, I'm going to get you to roll performance again. Alright. 16. 17. Your performance stays just as good, Charlie. Like, don't worry. It's still a good performance. You almost missed one. You oh. feel like there was a, you know, a burst of energy or magic or wild magic coming from something. Probably the throne, but no, you managed to maintain it. <laughs> As for you, Tom, that burst of energy, you felt something really unusual welling up inside you from underneath. That sounds weird. Um, <laughs> you, the throne you're sitting in, you feel it, like, warm up to you, and you feel like another presence inside of yourself for just a moment where you feel like extreme power and control over yourself and also this world but it's just like a snapshot moment and you feel bliss and control almost like for a second i feel like divine soul sorcery Mm -hmm. in fact i'll let you give us a Uh. quick little chat about that because you feel the spirit of consumer inside you just for a moment before it fades Ooh. Hello? Um, I just felt uh, something inhabit me. Hello? I say in my own head, hello? <laughs> Do I know about Gon- Konsu? Would I know Konsu as a god? You wouldn't. You'd as... only know them as the man Wait. of the moon. Okay. But the stories have wow. always Wow, the religion teaching in this skill's awful. <laughs> um... <laughs> um, yeah. Do you know whose fault that is? You guys left some human named Garth down on Earth to tell everyone that humans came out of the ocean as animals or they just suddenly sprung into the life or the moon created them and then humans were great. It's the religion that got spread from cool land outwards. I love that religion. Uh, Man on the moon, we're here to stop the end of the world. The stars are disappearing. We're here to stop that. Man on the moon, are you there? Would Konsu respond, Tom? Yeah, I think Konsu would respond. Do do you want me to respond as Konsu? Yeah, I I think you should. I think you should have that one moment of insight from Konsu. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. Um, I have noticed stars disappearing, but I've kind of been focused on the whole moon thing. That's my main thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know anything no. in real life, Troy. That, and that's so, it. All of a sudden, uh, that that feeling, like you hear that response inside your own head, and it's not your voice or anything else, and then it fades. Yeah, and Spriggs is not used to magic. Mm-hmm. Spriggs is kind of like a very normal guy. He's recently started to get into some like semi-divine magic, you know, but it's not really like super uh, all there. So he kind of like snaps and he's like, um. Sorry, did you guys hear that? And neither of you did. However, Chef, you have returned to your normal form. Um, I yeah, for that, that last bit where I was a sheep, I was just sitting there looking up at the bones that Mary was throwing, thinking to myself, I it's I want to want to chase these, but I do not want to chase <laughs> these. And just at least knowing that I've got a nice coat. Nice mm-hmm. woolen coat, mm-hmm. and that was nice. And now I am a dragon again. <laughs> been a crazy five minutes. Are any of you guys super in touch with your religion? Nope. Uh, Ivy. No, I'll say no. <laughs> I mean, do you want to try and come sit on the chair? I think it might be the way that we communicate with the man on the moon. Okay. Oh. And I go and I sit down. After you, Chef. Go on, Thank Chef. You. Give us a religion roll. Net one, net one, net one. Turn into another animal. Nope. Not today. Uh, religion. 19. So, 18. Because I am not very bright. Nice. Yeah, uh, you, you hold on to the throne and you try really hard to, like, be in, like, attuned to it. And you feel that warmth rise up through you and you feel, like, a presence. But it doesn't speak to you, unfortunately. But, but There's definitely something here, but I don't know what. Could you maybe get it to reveal itself? Are you the man on the moon? Do you want to come hang out? Unfortunately, Freud? the chair stays silent. And you don't feel or hear anything else. That's okay. Maybe if we broke it, it might get mad and then they come out. <laughs> Breaking people's personal belongings isn't nice. Yeah, I guess you're right. Why would we break his throne? It's okay. <sighs> it's not like you did it. Just, um... Intrusive thoughts, you know? I'm going to get yeah, you to sure. all roll Arcana. A natural one. Man, you took my natural Minus one. Minus one, so zero. <laughs> 16. 14. D100, please, Tom. For sure. I got 100. Oh, wow. Tom, your constitution is decreased by two for one hour. Uh, okay. I'm going to yeah. have to do the maths for that one. So I lose 10 health. <laughs> and I'll take a minus one to con saves. I'll just keep that in mind. Yeah. Fun. I have I have a thing I want to do. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll, do you want to do that before or after you your arcana, arcana check? Oh, after. The two of you, Chef Hands and Mary December, both feel, from the chair, a radiating magical glow. You feel like at some point this was the seat of power and that somebody who could be considered a god did sit there. However, in the past 250 years, they haven't been seen by anyone with mortal eyes. And you can feel that the magic is weak in this area. That it was once really strong, but it has faded. And you you believe that maybe whoever the man in the moon is or was is no longer in or on the moon. In mm. fact, you feel like they've moved on somewhere else. Neat. Now what did you want to do, old Mary December? Um, I go up to the throne. I, I don't sit on it, but I, I place my hand on like the armrest, and I say, "You've got quite the story to tell here. Why don't you share with me?" And I use my bardic um, ability, Tales from Beyond. Ooh! And at third level, I can reach out to spirits who tell their tales through you. While you're holding your spiritual focus, which I have in my other hand, I'm holding a crystal ball. <laughs> you can use one of your bardic inspiration and roll on the spirit tables t- using your bardic inspiration die to determine the tale of the spirits. Blah, blah, blah. To, Am- yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, maybe I roll that. That's a five. <laughs> and it's the tale of the Avenger. So I can the tale I, of the Avenger. I can retain this story in my mind up to when we take a short or a long rest, and it has an effect that I can bestow on someone. But for right now, I hear 
the spirit of whatever this may be. Tell me the tale <laughs> of its vengeance or its avenging. So, I don't know, well, maybe Tom wants to take amazing. that one. I mean, in terms of being an avenger and vengeance, Consumer, through you, Mary, tells you the story of how he and his friends rose from the water, they found trouble with the gods, and they had to take them out one at a time. In fact, twice. They had to kill the gods, and they had to go into another reality and kill the gods again before travelling up to the moon. And he tells you all about the war between the moon dragons and the minotaurs and you learn the history and then you learn that Consumer formed the council of gods that Elis Bark and Aurelia Atlas after whom your ship was named were all part of that council and then exactly 249 years ago the council of gods went missing and that was the first time anybody noticed a star go out there used to be billions of stars in the sky, and now there's maybe a smattering of, like, 300 lights you can see. Yikes. What? That's, like, nothing. As that story <laughs> um, is told through me, instead of my regular human face, it sort of, like, almost screen static turns into, like, some skull, like, on and off. That's Like we're watching a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you relay that information to us? Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of speaking it... Um, as it's being told through me. So yeah, you, you, you tell them, Summer, episode 1 through 12, <laughs> a little bit of Q&A, and then uh, a little bit more to bridge the gap. Yeah, and that be Consu's tale of vengeance. So Fuck. what? Now we know our mission, find the Council of the Gods. Save them. Oi. Let's do it. Well, bugger. Blow me. Um, Take back to the ship then. Get out of here. That was a lot of information. I'm sorry, Troy, if you weren't Mm. ready to give that up yet. No, this is fun. (laughs) Is there anything on the throne that I could take? Uh, Or, like, nearby that I could take? I'm just thinking, like, something that would have a connection to this, like, to Konsu or to the gods, you know what I mean? Like a sort of, like a little figurine or something that I can take. Not necessarily actually magical or actually mm, mm. just something that I could take just in case when we interact with them, they know that we mean no harm. Uh, there, there, there's the Minotaur and Dragon Bones around. You could always carve something out of those or something could have been whittled out of one of those while Konsu was on the moon. There's, of course, all the different shapes, sizes and colours of moon rock around the place. There's the throne itself. But other than that, it's a pretty barren moon place. Moon place. I'll it's take... a moon. I'll take one of the big bones and I'll try whittle an owl out of that while we're on the ship. That can be my pastime activity. Oh, I love that. I've, I've got, got knives. Anyone else? I've been trying to get into some nice hobbies since <laughs> I retired the <laughs> criminal business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What'll it be tonight? Arson or knitting a scarf? <laughs> Anyone else oh, want anything arson. else before you head back to the ship? No, I got my rock. I'm all good. I'm good to go. I've seen bones before. I'm not impressed by them. <laughs> so you stop your juggling then, I assume, and you leave those behind. Yeah. We're all stocked up, gang. We should we should be on our way to the nearest outstar. Aye. I'm very excited. Sounds good. Hey, uh, while, while we're on the ship, and I'll start whittling, mm-hmm. I, uh, I sort of say to Mary December, so Mary, uh, how, how's your sister? I, uh, she passed away. Yes, she she passed away. Just just me now, taking up the family name. Uh, very sorry to very sorry to hear that. I uh, well, she was a she was a lovely lady. Yes, she was. I I uh, regret bringing it up. It's all right. I've I've always got her close by in my heart. Yeah. So, I mean, we in the ship, we're not really leaving that much behind are we um i mean i keep doing charlie's voice. i just keep slipping into the pirate voice <laughs> they're distinctive enough i believe she- uh chef Anz, um you uh mm? do you have any anyone you're leaving behind no i guess it's i guess it's kind of always just been me maybe that's why we were chosen for this um for this mission in particular mm. i keep doing the pirate voice <laughs> I'm Roy fucking Kent. Maybe that's why we were chosen for this mission in particular. Like, we um, we don't got nobody to miss us, you know. 
so we can we can give it our all. Oi, that just might be the case. I'd believe it. Yeah. Uh, can I do a whittling check? You can, and and the ship is taken off, and you guys are heading out towards the closest out star, which Rucksack is trying to figure out which one is the closest, and I assume he might get a little bit of help from your navigator with the amazing eyesight. I I take out my sextant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and hey. Um, six. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I sort of show him some measurement tricks and tricks to do with his hand, and I'm like, oh, well, actually, it doesn't quite work when you get so much closer to them. So yeah, I help him um, pick which star is closest. Yeah, and uh, Tom, whittling check. Would that be? Could it be sleight of hand? Because I have to be quite precise. Oh, what would you say? No, yeah, that sounds good. If you can give me a good enough reason for why you're using the skill, I'll let you guys do what you think's right. And that's why we love you, Troy. (laughs) Twenty-three. Nice. Oh yeah, you're whittling the heck out of this owl. Like the curved beak, the little talons are individually whittling. You're like, you're you're killing it, man. I I come over to take a look, and I'm like, ooh, I love all the whittle details. And I go back to, I'm making some food. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chef. I, uh, I've never never whittled a uh, a bone before, but it doesn't seem too hard. It's very impressive. You're doing it so Feathers well. Feathers are the hardest part. And I'm going to get everyone to do a perception check. Yes, sir. 15. 16. Nice. nice. 15. Hey, everyone's kind of killing it. You all look around, you can see the space is flying past you. You're up in the cosmos, and nothing inside the ship is, like, unusual, apart from that one compartment that's flicked open and something kind of green and slimy is slowly making its way out of it. But other than that, everything (laughs) on board the ship seems completely normal. I I go to start trying to scoop the slime out with my ladle. Oh, yeah, yeah, as, as your ladle touches it, your ladle sizzles. It doesn't melt, but it sizzles as that gelatinous cube falls out of the compartment and lands in the middle of the ship. Combat! And now, here's an outro. Thank ye for listening to Season Quest. You can find us at... Season Quest Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.